The following is about cryptozoology on the whole survey mark show. Hope you enjoy. Thank you. Cryptozoology is the study of creatures whose existence has yet to be or else cannot totally be proven or disproved by science. These creatures are known collectively as cryptoids. Include examples like the Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, and the Yeti. Yet those famous cases are by no means the only ones on record. In fact, nearly every country and corner of the globe has its own literary monster or mystery creature. So as it dwells there, from giant bats in Geneva to enormous waterhounds in Ireland. A whole of A H O W O. Holos are enormous carvenous bats that said to inhabit the rainforest of Java, Java in Indonesia, believed to have a wingspan of excess 10 feet. Holos are said to be covered in a thick brown of black fur like fruit bats, but unlike bats, have long, gambling claws, supposedly capable of pouncing on and snatching up life prey, including humans, as the story is hard to be believed from open ground. Scientists of holos are often dismissed simply as mistaken glimpses of owls, eagles, and other large birds of prey that habit some rainforest, but some sources claim the creatures do indeed exist and may be an isolated, may be isolated yet or yet undiscovered species. P-T-E-R-O source. A-K-O-R-O-K-A-M-U-I. Native Alula people of Japan have long believed the volcanic bay off the co- c- south coast of H-O-K-K-A-I-O-D-O is home of an enormous octopus called the A-K-K-O-R-O-K-A-M-U-I. Numerous sightings of the creature have been made over the years. British missionary named John Baxter, who was working on... H-O-K-K-I-A-I-D-O. The early 1900s recorded one such sightings in the book, the A-N-I-O-U and their folklore, writing that had a great giant sea creature and large staring eyes had attacked three local fishermen in a boat. The monster was around in shape, emitted a dark, fluid, and noxious odour. Three men fled in spade, didn't not much, indeed, of fear, not so much in fear, do they say, to account of the dreadful smell. However, there may have been, whatever there may have been, they were so scared the next morning, all three refused to get up and eat, and they were lying in their beds, pale and trembling. A-T-A-A-M-A-M-A-H-A-H-A. Georgia, 
Although numerous accounts of sightings of the A-L-A-T-M-A-H-A-H-A apparently have been made over the years, the fact that D-A-R-E-I-N-M was founded as a new Inverness by the brand of Scottish Highlands in 1736 suggests Seems to suggest the legend is probably nothing more than a descent of the Scottish settlers' tales of Lot Lost Monster. D O B H A R C U H U U. The D D Departure or Wardhound is a legendary otter like creature, like animal that supposedly lives in the isolated freshwater lows and rivers in Ireland usually descended as a half dog, half fish hybrid with a long snaking body covered in thick fur. The Devahachas is large and heavy set but can move very fast and both uh, fast both in water and on land, even according to one story, being able to keep up with galloping horse sighting these creatures date back to several <coughs> centuries in Ireland where there are two these least two quakes according to one in County Lampton, dated back as far as 1822, people who reportedly attacked and killed by the Harcha. Sorry about the phone call. E M A E A L A N T O Q K A. A number of native Central African tribes, really the swamps of the Congo Basin, is inhabited by an enormous semi aquatic creature known as the M M A Nokara or M E M A. E-M-E-L-A dash N-T-O-U-K-A similar to that to be larger but larger than a hippopotamus an arm with a long with a single long bony tusk or horn in the centre of its forehead the enemy nukara is apparently herbivorous H-E-R-B-A-V-O-R-U-S like Lebo has a reputation being dangerously controversial Confidential when disturbed has been known to turn on kill creatures even larger than itself. Its name means elephant killer. Philicoterius F-I-L-I-K-O-T-E-R-A-S The waters of the coast of Cape Greco Natural Park in Cyprus are home to sea months have been known and locally as the T O Phil A Phil P A F I L I K O T A R A S or the friendly monster, as its name suggests. The monster has apparently never attacked humans, but has never has gained a reputation of destroying fishermen's nets and upturning smaller boats. Stories of the Philco Terrace are probably inspired by the Greek legend of Cicrola. S-C-Y-L-A, a huge sequence that attacks O-D-Y-S-S-E-U-S boat in the Odyssey, but the truth sightings of the creature are probably nothing more mistaken identities of the squeeze order, which is goot slang, G-R-O-W-T-S-L-U-A-G. The goot slang, or giant snake, is a legendary monster said to dwell in a case of Richen, Richenveld, R-A-C-H-T-E-R-S-V-E-L-D, a mountainous south, mountainous desert region in northwest South Africa. In local mythology, goat slangs are promodorial creatures, P-R-I-M-O-D, 
D-I-I-I-A-L, comprise, comprise a front head in front of an elephant and a back and tail of an enormous serpent. When Earth was created, a group of slaves were apparently destroyed, but according to legend, some survived and treated David Cates of Northern Cape Providence. Tales of enormous tough snakes, probably inspired real-life sightings of enormous hyphens that lived in the same area, rumbled on in South African folklore over years. A mysterious citizen of a diamond merchant named Peter Grayson raised failed Cape. Continuation of phone call. I can bloody find it. Well, giant snake is a legendary monster said to dwell in the caves of Richenveld, R-A-C-H-T-E-R-S-V-E-R-D, a mountainous south, mountainous desert region in northwest South Africa. In local mythology, goat snakes are Primordial creatures, P-R-I-M-O-D-I-I-I-A-L, comprise, comprise a front head in front of an elephant and a back and tail of an enormous serpent. When the earth was created, a group of slangs were apparently destroyed, but according to legend, some survived and treated diva cakes of northern cake properties. Tales of enormous tusk snakes, probably inspired real-life sightings of enormous hyphens that lived in the same area, rumbled on in South African... Folklore over years, a mysterious citizen of a diamond merchant named Peter Grayson in a raised veiled case in 1917 blamed on a group saying Jersey Devil. Jersey Devil is a cryptoid said to live in a prime, prime barrens region of New Jersey. According to legend, the creature was the unwanted to receive son of one of the state's earliest settlers. Mother Leeds, who offered her son to Devil on his birth in 1735 because she and her husband couldn't afford to raise another child. Ever since then, hundreds of old sightings of a grotesque, two-headed, hooved monster with a sheep-like head and large-scale tails have reported to pine barons, including one famous incident in the winter of 1901 where a long tail of hooved Footprints crossing over fences, other walls, and roof tapes mysteriously disappeared in the show one night. Map Inglouria, M A P I N G U A R A I either. Map Inglouria, M A P I N G U A R I, is a large ape like creature that's said to inhabit a rainforest straddling between Brazil and Bolivia. According to local folklore, the map Bolivia stands about around eight foot tall, has a tough and covering of scales on its back, red thick red fur on its head and belly, long curved claws, and if also is to believe a second mouth in the centre of its stomach. When approached by humans, the mother Mapangolia is said to wear rear up in its right head like a bear, supposedly produces fells when it's sent to ward off potential hunters. As recently as, 20, as 207, sightings were reported in the New York Times. Ukolo Pogo. O G O O P O G O. The O Pogo is a vast sea serpent said to reside in the lake. Okay, A N 
to come, but sightings of the Upopogora date back to the early 1800s, when the creature was naturally, originally believed to be in, uh, known by its natives for its late name, N-A-H-A-T-A-K-A, meaning late devil. The name Upopogora was adapted to the 1920s when it was lifted from the title of a popular English musical number called the Ugopolo, the funny fox shot. I'm looking on the Ugopolo, the funny little Ugopolo. His number wasn't here, Rick. His father was a whale. I'm going to put a little bit of salt on his tail. O-L-O-L-O-G-O-I-K-H-O-R-K-H-O-I the name O L O I G dash K O R K H O I means large intestine worm in Mongolian. But this is a four foot long subterranean cryptoid. It's more like a giant earth worm than, than a parasitic tapeworm, also known less subtly as a Mongolian death worm. The O G O I K H O I. KOI apparently lives beneath the sands of the south, southern Gobi Desert, only coming up to surface in the warm summer months or when it ground. When the ground seems too wet for it to survive, sightings of the worm date back several centuries amongst the native Mongolians, many of them claim the Omegolia. Is able to spit vermin over or even acid from its mouth while its body is apparently coated with such a toxic slime. Anyone happens to touch it will be instantly killed. Momo. Momo is short for Mitsusori Monster. M A S S O R I E. Monster. It's a mysterious ape like creature similar to Bakerfoot. It's said to inhabit the forest along the Mississippi River as it passes through Missouri. First reported in, in 1971, Momo is described as 7-foot to 8-foot tall with a broad pumpkin-shaped head. It shows he covers head, head to foot in thick fur. According to some accounts, the creature is notoriously aggressive. Unlike the South American Mapagoli, is able to produce a grotesque smell. Even worse than skunks in order to ward off the tiger's shuck. S-U-H-U-K. A folklore of Bresci Charles is to, this tells of mysterious black dogs that supposedly haunt rural towns across the country. The shuck, a large black hound, said to dwell in East England, on the far coast of England, is probably one of the most famous, having apparently attacked a church in the village of Bengal. Bengal. Okay. Suffolk. B-A-N-G-A-U-A. During a thunderstorm in 1577, according to local records, when the villages were sheltering from the storm in the church at large, huge large dog burst through the church door, killing a man and his son, pulling down one of his, supporting the chapel steeple, which collapsed into the nave. It's fled the church, has struck panic, death, school spots, the wood of the church door, that can be seen to this day. Tessel. T-A-T-Z-E-L-W-U-R-M The Tazawums are lizard-like creatures that are supposed to have it the most isolated regions of the Alps, although 
counts for the size of pants vary. They are typically said to be around five, two to five feet, with a gourd-like head and wide gaping mouth. Their forelimbs are short and armed with long claws, but they have no hind legs. Instead, their bodies taper in long, like a long, like a long snake tail. Numerous sightings of the creatures, which are known as tassels in Germany, as a R A R I A R A S A S in France, S T O L E N W R E M S in Switzerland, B E R G S T U T Z E N E N S in Austria, and B A S A B S I A L I S C O S in Italy, been made all over the Alps, according to including those fate of sightings reported in the Italy's L-I-G-I-O-R-N-O newspaper so recently in 2009. Tessie. Tejo Tessie is a late monster said to live in the rivers of Lake Tejo in central California. Sightings of Tessie date back to at least the 19th century and usually describe a vast snake-like creature with a long neck and humped back this swims so fast it can keep up with by a stranger caught in local folk Tessie sightings are always more more common in even numbered years than odd. Yowie. Yowie is a species of a big foot like creature said to inhabit the Australian outback. Usually described as tall and stocky, covered head to head in thick or red dark red fur. Both accounts of Yowie sightings claim the creatures are shy and very easy spooked. Though some tales claim that it can be controversial, confrontational, and can produce a blood clothing scream which threatened, when threatened. Nowadays, the creatures are generally considered a myth, but in the 19th century, sightings were remarkably common to the extent that in 1892, an Australian amateur adventurer and scholar named Herbert J. McCoy, Just to repeat that again, my my Facebook page is if I can find it. Sorry, folks, let me look it up. C 
FSZP holds the area and area cryptozoology group. I can also be called um, strange at ghost men, strange animals on blog. And don't forget the CFZ Facebook, which is CFZ Center for Fortran, F-O-R-T-E-A-N, Zoology. Thank you for listening. I hope that you enjoyed my podcast. I thank you for listening. Bye. Hi, this is a Holsey March show talking to Ben Skullmonthy Alexander. Hi, welcome to the Holsey V March show. Today I'm talking to
um, you know, it wasn't, I mean, World of Sport, go back to World of Sport, it wasn't, you know, it was, um, it was, it was more, you know, the two guys got in the ring and then it was announced and that sort of thing. And there were no big, there were no big sort of introductions as they do in America and fireworks going off. Within the British scene now, um, I think it is a little bit more um, sort of Americanized, if you like. But again, I, you know, that's only what I've seen on, uh, you know, that's what I've seen on YouTube. Yeah, I've been to a few local shows here, and I find sometimes the local shows are very good, but sometimes they're not promoted very well. What's your opinion on that? Uh, I, th I think, to be honest with you, I think the promotion... Uh, I don't know, really, to be honest with you, because like I said, I, I, I think promotion, yes, it is important. Um, and, and I think... In this day and age, really, I don't hear a lot of people myself, and, I, I, and again, I might be controversial here, actually say I'm going to a local show within, you know, within the area of the town they live within the UK. Yeah, because I think it's a shame, because I think that without the grassroots wrestling, you can't progress. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, that's absolutely right. I think because, you know, you... You need the basics within wrestling. So, um, you know, I've done submission wrestling for about eight years now. And I always say that's your, that's your basic foundation. Um, there always has to be a basic foundation in whatever. So, you know, whatever area you like, you have to have a basic foundation. And I think when I went on to the, um, the submission allowed to, you know, to go into that sort of one step further, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know if you can mention any companies you've wrestled for, because obviously it might be contractual things, but um, have you wrestled um, around prison? Um, no, I haven't, actually, because I'm basically just starting out within the pro side. I'm actually... Um, and I've actually, I suspect the guy, I'm actually going up to Manchester early February to wrestle for a company called GBW, which is Great British Wrestling. They're on the, the website and they wrestle all over the UK uh, with a great team of guys um, who, um, who actually, um, you know, uh, do the, the world of sport wrestling. So I'm going up to do some video work for them and get involved with you know, the, the organisation. Um, do, do you um, like what you do? Uh, because I imagine you get very injury prone. Do I like that one? As in doing the pro wrestling? Yeah, because I, I imagine it's injury prone. Um, it depends on, it depends on if you do it properly. Uh, because you know, if you haven't got, if you haven't had the training, which is what you need, um, as I said, when you when you're falling, there, you know, there is a way that you fall, um, and you know, you have to have that training because if you if you don't, that's where your injuries come in. So, um, you know, I'm hoping that there aren't guys out there who are just sort of not learning how to fall properly, and you know. Uh, you know, it, it's, there's technique to it, if that makes sense. Yeah, because I've seen on on 
online that there's a few wrestling schools, that's what they call them. I, I, yes. Um, I presume most of them are, are very well um, uh, organised and whatever. Would you recommend anybody try that avenue? Yes, I would actually, yes. Um, there's a, a, a group down in Kent um, who specialise in teaching guys, uh, uh, female and males, uh, to, to do pro wrestling. Um, I've been along there and, you know, they, they do, you know, the quite good stuff. And, you know, they are doing the sort of jumping off the top rope, uh, learning how to fall properly. But they specialise in doing things like the basics, as in, excuse me, like we did, you know, when we were at school doing forward rolls, uh, rolls to the right and rolls to the left. Um, and, you know, again, it's, it's building up that technique. Do you have any sort of martial arts background, like judo, jiu-jitsu, or something like that? Uh, yes, judo, when I was about eight years old, which is um, many, 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 many moons ago, um, I boxed for a while, but I'm not a... Uh, I'm not an affluent, is that the word, an affluent boxer, really, to be honest with you. So, um, I, I gave that up, really. Because I, I think that you, if you do, do basic martial arts, because if you see wrestling, there's a lot of judo throws and aikido moves in there, and um, jiu-jitsu moves. Would you agree there with are, that? yes. There are, you know, things like your, your hip toss throws and, and that sort of thing. So, you know, they are sort of judo-based throws, really. Um, do you have to do any gym training for strength or endurance? Yeah, yeah, I do uh, weight training. I'm not a bodybuilder. I just do it really, like I say, just for endurance and just to sort of, you know, for, for strength, really. How often do you do that? Uh, I train uh, three to four days a week. Um... Do you want to recommend any websites people can look at? Any of your stuff, or...? Any of my stuff, really? Oh, yeah, uh, if, if you wish, or anybody at the, the wrestling organisation. I haven't really got anything, like I say, that's substantial that would, um, you know, sort of uh, pass me for, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, an organisation, really. Um, that's, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> and, you know, it, it is, like you say, it is. Yeah. What do you prefer, the term heel or the bad guy? A good guy. Um, sorry. Sorry. Do you prefer heel or the good guy? Um, I'm a heel, so I'm a, I'm a bad guy. Whereas your jobber is your, is your good guy. So, and, yeah, that, that, so I'm, I'm a bit more of a heel, really. I'm a bit of a showman, if you like. You have to be a showman as well to be a, 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 to be a jobber, a good guy. But, to, you know, you have to be able to sell your character, really. I oh. my character on Stone Murphy, the, uh, you know, the, the British uh, World of Sport wrestler. Yeah, I, I remember him, yeah. I, when I heard the name, I thought, I remember him. Yes. I think sometimes the bad guy's got the better job because he has to stir the crowd up. It's your job to make them feel they really hate you. 
and and that's the fun part is that the fact is you know if you if you watch a lot of the um, you know the the matches on if we can say it on YouTube. Um, if you look, if you look at the, uh, you know, the, the the ladies, you know, the mature ladies would run down to the ring and you know pick the poor old jobber up and throw, you know, and help him back up and you know the the bad guy was the one who basically you know, he would stand there and you know rant, rant and rave and show his fists and that's the idea. It is it is to, to sort of you know show the spirit of the of the of the match if you like. Yeah, I think Manus was one of the best bad 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 boy wrestlers I've ever seen. Yes, yes, he's he's um yeah a good showman, and also later on, I think after he retired, um he did some announcing work, you know, so, uh, you know for the camera, so he was described in the action, and I think he I think he worked with Danny Boy Collins as well, I think, but basically yes, he he, he was one of the um one of the true showmen with as a, as the bad guy really. So yes, I yes I agree with you. Oh, thank you for this. Um, I think it's been very informative. I hope you didn't thank mind you. me asking you a little to do this. I know it's a bit hard to sometimes to do podcasts if you're not used to. Um, no, I, no, I'm I'm very I'm very you know I'm very grateful that you actually uh, you know um, took the time to you know to ask me to take part in your um, you know your podcast and uh, no, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, thank you very much. Um, I shall post this for you. And if anybody listens, that's up to them. I can't make people listen. No, 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 no. And I, I think, to be honest with you, and we, uh, you know, I think, to be honest, um, you know, I think it, it's about how can I phrase it? It is about sort of getting yourself out there, really, and, and getting your voice and your and your face known. Exactly. If you don't get known, you can't be known. It's an old you classic. That's the old classic. Sorry. If you don't promote yourself, well, nobody will know you, will they? Well, absolutely, and, and that's the thing, isn't it? And also that sort of fake thing as well. It's that sort of, you know, because um, I, you know, cause when you came to me and you know on, you know, uh, on the social media site and said to me, "Oh, would I do it?" and I was thinking, right, okay, there's something going on here. So I've had friends of mine who are really pleased actually that I'm actually promoting me, um, you know, as a as as me as Ben Alexander. Yeah, because as I told you, I've done uh, Dean Tony. Yes. Do you know Dean? I do, yes, yes. Yes, and it was very interesting. I did, uh, did you read the bit he did with his interview? It was quite uh, I did, yes, yes. I'm actually going to be wrestling him in February. Oh, good luck. <laughs> well, we're doing, we're doing it as part of the show, so that the, the roster is already up, so I know who I'm sort of... Um, you know, I know who I'm, I'm wrestling, and the other one is a, uh, a a jobber as well who I've wrestled with before, who's exceptionally brilliant, very good, and you know. So there's, so yes, I've I've got my roster, and Dean is one of them. Yeah, I should look forward to seeing that. Well, yes, I've seen many Dean's, Dean's little videos. Yeah, 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 he's he's a very he's a great guy. He's very good, and uh, you know, like myself, he's very passionate about the sport. Oh yes, you need the passion. If you don't have the passion, you wouldn't get up in the morning to do it. <laughs> no, you, no, you, that's very true, and and also that's right because you know, like you say, you know, it's it's like I used to work in healthcare. Uh, um, and unfortunately, you know, I had to give it up in the end because it was just not. 
it just wasn't fulfilling what I needed anymore. Um, so yes, it, unless you've got it there in your blood, and you know, you because you can't you, you can't learn passion. No, it has to be there. It has to be something that stirs your passion. You look at all all good top sportsmen have to give up something, and they have to keep yes. going, don't they? I mean, I, I look at it like this, to be honest with you. Like I say, I'm, and I'm going to prompt a little bit negative here, and I, I don't mean to be, but I'm probably too old for promotions anyway, if I'm totally honest. But, you know, I'm hoping that, um, you know, if, if this podcast can go out there and it can stir someone's imagination. I mean, I'm 49, you know, I'm 50 next August. Um, but, but there again, you see, I'm, I'm wrong there because... Uh, a friend of mine um, is still in touch with a couple of the world of sport wrestlers and they are actually still doing shows so I may be doing myself a disservice well I think you, uh, as you say you, don't, you might get that one chance and even if you just get that one little bit of chance it's better than nothing isn't it well absolutely and, and the fact is you know even if it does even if nothing comes of wrestling something else will come along um, that's how I look at it. So, you know, I, I always say, you know, you can, t- you can talk about the, say what we've done today, so I can talk about the pro wrestling, but then it could be that actually someone comes along and says, well, actually, I like the way he talks. Could he be a promoter or could he come and help out doing some ring announcing at shows? Exactly. So, that's the way to look that, at it. Absolutely. And, and, you know, and I, and I, um, if this, you know, if I don't know if this can go out in the podcast, but I always recommend that people, you know, if they if they do, you know, whatever they do, and you know, have faith in what they do, really. So if you know, if they do and it sells, you know, they're what they're they're talking about sells, then sell it, because I, I think you know that's the only way. Like we've been saying and we keep saying, it's the only way you're going to get face out there. Exactly. Right. Thank you very much. I hope you wish you good luck in your career and have a good day. Thank you. Thanks very much for your time. Speak to you soon. Bye. Thank you for the following from Mark.